Hi y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing in grace. And you know what? Our God is good. Our God is so good. I want you to say that with me. Say, our God is so good. He is so good, my friend. He loves you so very, very much. Do you know every single day, your daddy God, your Abba, he wants to show you in a new, experiential, practical way that he loves you. I mean, it really is enough that he gave us the cross. Amen. It really is enough that he gave us his one and only begotten son and demonstrated the fullness and the depths of his love for us by giving up that son, sacrificing that son for us so that we, the sinners, the rebellious ones, the disobedient ones, could then enter into relationship with him and become his beloved children. I mean, that's the starting point. <laughs> Amen. But it's not enough. We know we have a God who is so generous. He wants to keep expressing his love. In fact, the truth is, my friends, he does keep expressing his love to us every single day if we only have the eyes to see. I encourage you when you wake up in the morning, my friends, the best way you can start your day is good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Daddy God. Good morning, Abba. Good morning, Papa. My friends, whatever is intimate and that fatherly relationship for you. Good morning. Here's your beloved child. Give me a fresh revelation today of how much you love me. Daddy, I want to experience your love in a new way today. I want to get to know your love afresh today. My friends, he will always answer that prayer. I have been asking him to do that every day for, oh, I don't know, at least 10 years, and he does not disappoint. Amen. The Bible says he can't disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, my friend. Amen. And God loves you so much today. You know what he wants to do? He wants to encourage you, my friend. He wants to encourage you. He wants to build you up. He wants to pick you up. Amen. You know, there is a spirit in the world right now that is a give up, just quit. It doesn't matter. You don't matter spirit. And your daddy knows that. But the truth, the truth is that you do matter. You matter very, very much. Remember your value. Your value is set at the value of the Son of God Himself because that's the exchange that God made for you. He exchanged His Son for you. So you must be at least as valuable to Him as His Son because He was willing to give up His Son for you. You matter, my friend. What you do matters. Every single day has purpose for you as a child of God. Every single day. Because Jesus is in it. Jesus is in your day. Therefore, your day has purpose. I want you to say this with me. Say, my day has purpose because Jesus is in it with me. Every day has purpose for you, my friend. Today, we're going to, we're going to look at a whole lot. <laughs> the Lord's going to encourage us with a whole lot and, and help to give us that perseverance and that, I don't want to quit. I'm not going to quit. Help us see. You know what helps us see that, my friends? First off, when we realize that God does not quit on us. 
God does not quit on us. He has not quit on us. He will not quit on us. That's, that's why it is so important for us to see how very faithful he is. Because that's what his faithfulness is, my friend. His faithfulness is his declaration that I don't quit on you. Hebrews 13, I shall never, ever. He states it twice, my friends. In the original Greek, there is a double connotation, a double meaning. I shall never, ever leave you. He'll never bill out on you, my friend. He'll never quit on you. That's what that means. He'll never quit on you. He'll never give up on you. We can ultimately give up on him, right? That one final choice. He is not going to force anyone to accept his help. He's not going to force anyone to accept the sacrifice of his son. But he's not the one who quits. And when we see that, my daddy God doesn't quit on me. He's here with me. He doesn't leave me. He doesn't forsake me. He never lets me go. He doesn't let me out of his hand. He does not. I love this in the Amplified. It says he never lets go of his grasp on you. Have you ever seen a parent and a young child that's having a tantrum in a store? You know, like, you know, I think all of us probably, thankfully, we don't remember it, but I bet all of us may, may, might have gone through that give me stage, the give me's where, where we're out and whatever we see we want, we just want to grab it, right, and, and take it. I don't know, you can just picture, you know, in a, in a parent, you know, grabbing their, their child by the hand and, and pulling them away and they're throwing that tantrum, they're screaming, they're crying, they're kicking, maybe they even threw themselves down on the floor. I've dealt with that before. <laughs> no, I was not the one on the floor kicking and screaming. But when you have to take a child by the hand and you have to lead them away and they're, they're fighting you every step of the way, but you don't let go of them. It doesn't matter that they're being naughty. You've still got a hold of them. You've still got that grasp on them and you're not going to let them go. My friends, our daddy, God doesn't say, I hold on to you as long as you behave. Now, will the walk be easier? If we just go ahead and walk alongside him, yes. Will it be more pleasant? Yes. Will it be more enjoyable? Yes. But does he let go of our hand based on our behavior? No. Either way, God is going to get us where he wants us. It's, my friends, it really comes down to how much we enjoy the journey along the way. Amen. Amen. So, whew, we haven't even gotten to our word yet. And God's given us this word. You know how he is. <laughs> He's so good. He knows we need to hear it. And Jesus, we thank you that you're here with us right now. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is in each and every one of our hearts that we get to come. We get to listen to you. We get to unite together and know that we share that same spirit, that your spirit brings us wisdom and revelation of you. And that is what we desire. That is why we are here. Lord, we want you glorified and lifted up. And we thank you that you are so good and so merciful and so gracious and so kind that every time you are lifted up and glorified, we are blessed. You just can't help yourself. You're so benevolent. You just can't help yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Ephesians 6.11 says this, put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. Okay, I know. Now, some of you are going to get excited because you think we're talking about the armor of God today and we're not. <laughs> so let me just let you know that. But I guarantee you what the Lord has for you is just as exciting. Put on the whole armor of God 
that you may be able to stand, to stand, not to fight, my friends, to stand against the wiles of the devil, to stand. Do you know why you only need to stand against the wiles of the devil? Because Jesus has already fought the fight and Jesus won. My friends, we're not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. Jesus has given us the victory. We are just in some aspects of our lives. We are still just waiting to see it manifest, right? It began that moment you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and he entered your heart. The Holy Spirit has sealed you for the day of redemption. Your body has become the holy of holies, the holy temple of the Lord. The victory is yours. You shall overcome. Ultimately, you shall live forever with the very life of God himself in the presence of God himself. Are we there yet? No, and don't go yet. (laughs) Right? There is a lot of work to be done on this earth. We want to be there. We want to be with our Jesus. We want to see him face to face. And we also want to stay here and be his ambassadors to a hurting world. But the victory, my friend, is already yours. The victory over those sicknesses, those diseases, those illnesses, those, that victory became yours the day Jesus Christ took the stripes across his body. Your victory over poverty became yours the day Jesus Christ gave up the immensity of his wealth and riches and became poor at the cross so that you, my friend, through his poverty, the Bible says, might become rich. The victory is already yours. But you might just be in a time of waiting for it, waiting to see it actually manifest in your life. Just like Jesus, he always existed from the beginning of time with the Father and the Holy Spirit. We know that. But there was a particular time, a particular moment in time that he manifested on this earth. But when he manifested on this earth was not when he became. He already was. It's just when he manifested here and could be seen and touched by man. The same thing, my friends, whatever victory it is that you are waiting for, see that it is already yours. See in the spirit that it is already yours. Declare that it is yours. In the name of Jesus Christ, through his victory, you are not fighting for it. You are fighting from victory. We are already the victors, my friends. We have won the game. We're just running up the score. Amen. We've already won. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you won, my friend. There is no greater battle to be won. You have won. And so now we simply need to stand and listen. Stand against the power of the devil? No, let's see what this verse said again. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the wiles of the devil. My friend, if a being has true power, does he have to use his wiles? Right, this is talking about his deceit, his trickery. My friends, the devil resorts to this because he has no true power. God is all powerful. And guess what? 
through the Holy Spirit that dwells in you, God has given you the same power that he used to raise his son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. That's in Ephesians chapter 1. And there's a beautiful prayer there that Paul uh, says that he prays for the Ephesians. First, that we receive wisdom and revelation of Jesus Christ. My friends, the very first and foremost uh, thing that we want in our lives is greater wisdom every day of Jesus Christ. And that's what he's saying there. It is a continuous desire that we have fresh revelation of Jesus, that the eyes of our hearts would be open and enlightened to see Jesus. Once we see Jesus, we will also know the hope of our calling, the riches of the saints, and the greatness of the power that has been put in us, that same power which God the Father used to raise his son, Jesus Christ, from the dead and see in the heavens above all authority and principalities and powers. That same power lives in you, my friend, through the Holy Spirit. Our God is all powerful. The devil is all lies. That's why Jesus called him the, the father of lies. He is the father of lies. He cannot take your victory, but he can trick you into giving it up. He can trick you into giving up. That's the spirit that's in this world, this give up spirit. Give up on God's promises. That's never going to happen in your life. Look how long you've been waiting. Look what a big problem this is. You really think a piece of bread and a little cup of juice can heal you from cancer? The devil wants to make a bigger deal about the problems and a smaller deal about who God is. In fact, what he wants to do is make the problems in your life seem so big, so in your face, so loud that you don't see or hear God in your life anymore. You know what else he wants to do? He wants to minimize the victories in your life he wants to make them seem as small as he possibly can and maximize the defeats or the failures or the mistakes again to minimize God in your life. See, my friends, when we know the wiles of the devil, we can stand against them. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It's not enough for the truth to just exist, my friend. The truth has always existed. Jesus Christ himself is the fullness of grace and truth. But we must know it. We've got to know the truth. And then it sets us free. Amen. Amen. That's why we're here today. That's why we come to the word of God, my friends, to be bathed afresh in truth to grow in truth, to be set free in his marvelous truth. Basking in his glory and his marvelous light. And as we do, the Bible says we are transformed into his image from glory to glory, simply by the power of his spirit, not by our trying. So the devil plays a lot of trickery, my friends. He's got another game he plays, the comparison game. 
right? He compares, he wants you comparing yourself to everyone around you. I mean, hello, social media, right? It, the, social media is, is fueled by people comparing themselves to each other. If it wasn't such a big deal, there wouldn't be so many filters, <laughs> right? Yeah, he wants you to, and, and you know, even in our Christian walk, we, we have to know that we're just as susceptible in our Christian walk, in our ministry, to he'll even get you comparing yourself to other Christians. Well, so-and-so went on this many mission trips. How many have you been on? You know, whatever you do that's good, if we look to ourself, right, the devil will corrupt it. That's why we keep our eyes on Jesus. Whatever you do that's good will never be good enough. And whatever you do that's bad will be, oh my goodness, so bad. No one else is as bad, <laughs> right? Oh, thank the Lord for Paul and his honesty when he says, but I, the chief of sinners. But my friends, we are all, you know, he said that the son of God should die for me, the chief of sinners. But we can all say that. I am the chief of sinners. And yet Christ died for me. Say with me, say Christ died for me. For me. Learn to make it personal, my friend. That's what Paul was doing. He was showing us how he personalizes what Christ has done for him. Yes, we always want to have a heart for the world and those around us. But you know what? It starts by understanding how much God loves us. By personalizing what he's done for us. And then the overflow of that love will spill out of us on those around us. When we see how much I've been saved, I know myself. When I can honestly look at my sin, recognize it, and recognize that Jesus Christ has saved me from this. I see my great need for a Savior. I see how much I've been forgiven. And the more I understand how much I've been forgiven, the more I understand how much I am loved. the more I want those around me to understand how much they are forgiven so that they will know how much they are loved. When I see my need for a Savior, I understand the world's need for a Savior. When I see my need for a Savior, I understand why that person that just can't love me, <laughs> I understand their need for a Savior. That person that sets themselves up as an enemy against me. Because I know how much I need a Savior and how much I've been forgiven, I can look at them and see that they just need that too. Amen, Lord. Whew. We haven't even got to our main scripture yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're so good. But you know what? We're going to... Right here, my friends, the Holy Spirit. Um, somebody, you are listening, and you are just now. The Holy Spirit is opening your heart that for the first time, you are seeing how much you need a Savior. You are seeing that you are a sinner, full of sins, just like all the rest of us. 
and that Jesus Christ has saved you from that out of his great love and grace, my friends. Something we cannot earn and we cannot deserve. So my friend, receiving Christ as your Savior is just as easy as as stating it. The Bible says we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth. Actually, the other way around. We confess with our mouth that we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want you to say that with me. This is your invitation, my friend. You are listening right now because your daddy God loves you so much. He drew you to this moment. The Bible says uh, uh, Jesus declared he The Father is the one that draws all men to Jesus. He draws you to him with his love. Draws you to his salvation. Just say with me, Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ took all my sins, all my punishment, and all my guilt at the cross. I believe he died, was buried, And rose again three days later, declaring that I am righteous. I am now the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am forever his beloved child. Heaven is now my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. My friend, welcome to the family of God. We are celebrating with you. This is the best day of your life, the most important decision you will ever make. And we are just absolutely overjoyed. Would you please write in? I would love to send you a free gift to welcome you to this family and help you out as you start on this beautiful journey that is life with Christ. Amen. You can uh, email me at gracegang20 at gmail.com. That is G-R-A-C-E-G-A-N-G-2-0 at hotmail.com. That's also an episode notes. And my friends, if you'd like to share a, a praise report or a prayer request, and certainly if at any point, it doesn't have to be the particular podcast you're listening to, you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, write to me, let me know. Like I said, I'd really love to send you that gift and just welcome you to the family of God. And my friends, whoa, you know what? <laughs> We're just going to have to um, end it right there. And you're going to have to come back to hear all about Shamgar. That's who we were going to hear about today. This amazing judge um, that we're going to receive a lot of encouragement from. But like I said, I do believe we're going to have to wait and talk about Shamgar next time. So if you want to do some homework and some prep work, uh, you will be going to Judges. Where am I at? Judges. It's, it's a really long passage. Judges chapter 3, verse 31. That's right, one verse. Judges chapter 3, verse 31. You know what? Actually, I love Jesus. This is the Holy Spirit. My friends, I invite you to read that verse before the next time we get together, before the next podcast. Ask the Lord to speak to you from it because you are going to be amazed just how rich His Word is and how much we're going to pull out of this one precious, small scripture in the Bible. My friend, already, we've had an entire podcast, and we didn't even get to it. (laughs) Amen. Oh, my friends, I love y'all so very much. God loves you so very, very much. Hallelujah. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare, amen, amen. All right, y'all, till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing, and grace.